0: Welcome to the Colts Free Agent Preview Podcast. A look at some key in-house free agents this offseason. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, from the Indiana Union Construction
1: Industry Radio Studio.
0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Free Agent Preview Podcast, our series here on Colts.com, the Colts Audio Network. It is great to be back with you. Joined in studio today by Casey Valier and the great Bill Brooks former Colts wide receiver ring of honor member I think i got it right that time billy not bad huh <laughs> you went a little bit too far <laughs> no, i'm just doing i'm doing you justice <laughs> trying to i appreciate that trying but to yeah. be adequate
2: I, I appreciate that but i think you went a little bit too far
0: never enough never <laughs> enough guys how we doing what's going on today
1: We're good. I mean, whatever that music was you played right there, that kind of sums up. Give you some scribble. That was was fun. I'm I'm feeling good. How about you, Matt?
0: Doing fantastic. Yep, this is our free agent uh, preview series. As we said here, we always convene to uh, put the spotlight on an in-house free agent for the Colts, several of them heading into the start of the new league year coming up in mid-March. So far, we've uh, discussed heavily on offense. We've talked about Michael Pittman Jr., We've talked about Gardner Minchu and Zach Moss in the running game. This week we're going defense, though. We're talking about some of the top free agents on that side of the ball. Later this week we'll break down Julian Blackman and Grover Stewart. But today it's all things Kenny Moore the second at the cornerback position. And, Bill, this is a big one. I mean, Kenny Moore, uh, he symbolizes production synonymous with leadership, consistency, and just uh, a lot of intangibles that don't necessarily come with the price tag, when you're talking about a player of his value and his experience, uh, just finishing up his seventh year with the Colts.
2: Exactly. You know, he's a guy that's has some leadership skills on this team. He has a lot of experience out there, so he helps the young guys. When you have a lot of young guys out there mm-hmm. uh, trying to communicate with one another, Kenny can kind of calm the guys down when they might get a little bit hyper out there on the on the field and kind of put them in the right spots where they need to be. So, uh, his leadership is
0: very valuable to a team. All right, Kenny Moore hitting the free agency circuit, if you will, for the first time in his career, believe it or not. The capsule on him. He's been with the Colts since 2017 after originally being an undrafted free agent pickup by the Patriots and after a down season in his own admission in 2022, Kenny Moore bounced back in a big way in year number two in the Gus Bradley-led defense this past season, played 1,088 defensive snaps last year. That was one shy of Zaire Franklin for the most by any Colt on defense, six pass breakups, Three picks, two pick sixes against the Panthers. Became the first Colt ever with two interceptions uh, for a house call in the same game. Among cornerbacks this past season, Casey ranked second in tackles with 92, second in tackles for loss with eight. And that all kind of came after Kenny staged a little bit of a, whatever you want to call it, a a contract gripe, a hold-in between the 2021 and the 2022 season. Last year, the year before last, in 2022, his production fell off in a new scheme, uh, missed the final five games that year due to an ankle injury. But this past season, again, embraced a big leadership role with a very young cornerback room for the Colts entered this past season, having started more games than every other cornerback on the Colts roster combined. All right, so that's kind of the context of – how we set up Kenny Moore, but Casey, the big picture to you, I'll just throw it to you uh, in terms of throwing the basketball your way, and then you can start dribbling. What kind of season do you think Kenny Moore just turned in this 2023 season? I I said he rebounded in a big way. How would you classify it? Uh, I
1: completely it? agree. I mean, we, we talked about what happened in 22. It's been well-documented. I mean, he has even openly talked about how it was a right. kind of a, a trying year on all fronts, whether it was contract or what was on the field. He had – a lot of things going through his head mentally, physically, all of that that, that yeah. kind of played into it. And it, it seemed, it was very mature what I heard from Kenny early in this season. And he kind of showed that throughout his play because I think we'd all agree he bounced back. But he mentioned that I had a kind of a bunch of disagreements with kind of everybody involved and we kind of all came together to – battle it out. I a mean, lot of we, tough conversations we had it, were yeah, had. Yeah, there you go. Tough conversation. Thanks for coming with I, But it's the
0: I, truth, though. He was very yes, honest I mean, and I mean, candid about that.
1: And, and that stuff, you know, Kenny Moore's, like we, you talked about, he's been here since 17, so he's been there. He's seen a whole bunch of the business side of things, the football side of things, so it takes a, a mature guy to kind of come together and say, hey, you know what? There was a handful of stuff going on last year. Let's figure out a way to come together here and put our best foot forward, and I think they definitely were able to do that, and he Proved to be very, very yeah. important in Gus Bradley's defense.
0: Bill, with where Kenny Moore is, right, having just wrapped up his seventh season, he's been with this team every year, like we mentioned, since 2017. Kenny Moore, Bill, still one of the best nickel corners in the NFL at this stage?
2: He's one of the better corners, nickel corners in the National Football League for not just his coverage and things like that, but also to me for his tackling. He's one of the better tacklers out there uh, as far as a nickel corner. And, you know, this past year he had, what, 93 tackles, and Mm -hmm. it was the second highest of his career thus far. And, you know, one year he had 102 tackles, and he was actually on pace to have over 100 tackles this year but fell off a little bit near the end of the year. So I think he's one of the better corners. He does a good job of anticipating, understanding route concepts that the teams are trying to do to the defense, and he does a good job of anticipating and kind of being a disruptive guy back there Uh, in your secondary. So I I like what he does out there, and he is one of the better nickel cornerbacks in the National Football League, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're making a list of the top nickels in the game, Kenny Moore, I, I think you're exactly right. I think he's still up there. You trust him. Yes, With yeah, everything. Right. You trust him on wide outs. You trust him on, on slot receivers, tight ends. You trust him to make a big play in the box. Very good tackler, as you mentioned. Uh, very fundamental in that regard. Yes. But a willing tackler as well. The guy does not shy away at all <laughs> from playing inside the box. It's one of those things, you know, this is something that Ronnie Harrison brought up at the end of the season when Ronnie was kind of making that switch from linebacker, or excuse me, from safety to linebacker. He said, you know, When we play sub packages a lot, oftentimes the responsibilities are kind of blended between the secondary and the linebacker. And Kenny Moore being able to play within the box, he's kind of like that, that third linebacker at times exactly. based on scheme and based on formation you're seeing from the opposing offense.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's that's one of the things when you talk about where he is as far as the landscape of cornerbacks in the league and why he's so important to what this defense is. Because we know, I mean, you're rarely going to see a base defense with Gus Bradley because he utilizes that nickel exactly. spot so well because of what Kenny Moore can do as kind of that hybrid defensive back, lineback. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, he's just kind of a guy who threw on their secondary. You can label him as whatever he is, but within that defense, he plays a handful of different spots. Yeah, as
0: we said, Kenny Moore came into this past season having started more games than every other cornerback on the Colts roster combined. And, you know, if you look at the season in totality, despite some uh, baptism by fire with some young guys like Jalen Jones, he started 10 games Juju Brent started eight games, but Moore could potentially be the only quarterback with significant playing time in the NFL next season, despite those guys getting some run um, from this past season. I mean, you just can't replace all of a sudden, you know, seven years worth of experience, Bill. So with that said, can the Colts afford to to let him go? How valuable is Kenny's leadership and mentorship to all the young pieces in the secondary that are inevitably going to be playing big roles next year,
2: I think it's extremely valuable. But also, I think what helps is those guys actually got some playing time last sure. year. They got some playing time, so they have a better understanding of what it's going to take to play in the National Football League. And they also got some mentorship from Kenny and the guys back there. Uh, so that helps a lot. So you know what, the guys should come into this season having learned something and being being ready to go. So. I think it is valuable as far as Kenny's leadership and his experience, but you have to say how valuable is it. Mm-hmm. How, how what's much it worth? What's, what's his price tag as far as what do you want to put on it? So I, I think that's the big question to me. What do you want to put on his experience and what he can do to help those young guys continue to grow and take that next step? Because you want to see those guys in their second year to take that next step and take that big step to be some uh, – prominent players out there in the National Football League right. on the Colts defense.
1: Yeah, and Kenny Moore is gonna be one of those situations where it's gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out because a lot of the words you're hearing, especially from Shane Steichen and a little bit from Chris Ballard, is how important continuity is. And you talk about a guy who is consistent and has been here and you want continuity, Kenny Moore, mm-hmm. you know, he rings that bell for sure. So it will be interesting to see. You talk about the, you know, the experience the young guy's got and it's all going to play into you know what this defense is going to look like in 24. Because you look at the last two years under Gus Bradley, there are a handful of things that you're going to want to try to change and and and, and differ when you come into this new year, year three, hoping that you can make some vast improvements and changes here and there. So it's it's going to explosive be explosive plays. Yeah, I mean, explosive yeah. plays is so key. Um, and Kenny Moore has been there, you know, for a good majority of all of that. So you also have to weigh that in there. Um, it's it's going to be interesting when it comes to the financials because that's where it's right. all going to boil yep. down to. So we talk about the business of the NFL, and that's where it's going to be because Kenny Moore is going to go in and want to be paid like a top corner, and when you look at what he does, he plays that primary nickel spot, and right. when you look at the way the nickel compared to what a top corner is going to pay, there's a pretty wide gap, so that's all well, going to be interesting to see. Going
0: along with that, Bill, can you afford to pay Kenny Moore like a top cornerback despite of him Playing mostly inside. And the reason I say that is because your two outside corners, right, if you played a game today, hypothetically, Dallas Flowers on paper over here on one side on the outside, then you'd have Juju Brintz on the other side. Those two guys, Bill, they're they're rookie contract guys. Do you have some money maybe kind of left over for that (laughs) secondary spot despite, you know, Kenny Moore playing inside, not outside?
2: Well, when it comes to free agency, it depends on how the team prioritizes their free agents, how they look at them, what they want to do with them, and who are they going to give, how much money to player X or player Y. It it all depends on what they do with uh, with Pittman and some other guys out there. So, you know, it's hard, but if you ask the corners, I'm sure they're going to say, hey, look, even though I play slot I still go up against guys like right. Tyreek Hill.
0: And I think that's what Kenny Moore's uh, original gripe was a yes. couple right. of years ago. Right. It's like, hey, despite me playing nickel, I'm still one of the best corners regardless of uh, geographical uh, alignment within the defense.
2: Exactly. Right. And like I said, you're going up against guys like Tyreek Hill. Sometimes Devontae Adams is in the slot. So you're going up against the better wideouts no matter where they're lining up at. So it's hard to, it's hard to say that, okay, you're a, a slot corner, so we're going to pay you a little less. But that's the what NFL is doing right now. That's the way they're going. That's the way they're playing people. They're paying corners outside mm-hmm. the top dollars because those are the guys that are supposedly going against the better guys out there, and they're covering guys one-on-one and, and things like that, where in the slot sometimes you're getting a little bit of help here and there. So, you know, I, I think I think with having those guys out there, you can pay them mm-hmm. and, and have them here then it depends on how long do you want to have them. How long is that contract? Is it going to be a long-term contract? Is it going to be a short-term contract? So yeah. there's a lot of things to work out there as far as, as Casey mentioned earlier, the financials, that means length of contract and as well as how much money you're going to get paid.
1: And that's going to play into it too. You talk about the numbers, but I think also I, I bet you if you took a poll, I mean you're a former player, you understand this. Players want to know that the long-term is, is – is secured. You don't yes. want to play on these short-term deals where essentially you're, you're playing for your livelihood year in and year out. So that's all going to weigh into it. And you, you talk about you guys like Dallas Flowers, Juju Brents, Jalen Jones, guys that are probably going to be looked at to get significant minutes next year. They mm-hmm. are in those rookie deals. So it does give you a little bit of that wiggle room. And you can almost kind of tie it up so that maybe the contract you do offer to Kenny, it makes it so that once those guys are up for a deal, Kenny's goes off the book. So that's where all the business plays into it. Yeah. So it's all going to be very interesting coming, you know, at about a month and some change when all that stuff starts.
0: Who, who do the Colts turn to at nickel if, if Kenny Moore is not on this team? If he leaves the team in free agency, yeah. Casey, I mean, Tony Brown's not on this team anymore. Right? Uh, he was serviceable, yep. and, and that's probably – a disservice to him. He was better than that, but you know what I'm saying. Julian Blackman also is a free agent. We saw him play some nickel there towards Mm -hmm. the end of the 2022 season when Kenny Moore was banged up with that ankle injury that we mentioned. Uh, Chris LeMond's thrown into that role late in the season against the Raiders. I mean, Casey, how big of a a drop-off is there between Kenny Moore and uh, the next best options for the Colts as of right now?
1: I think we can all answer that. It's going to be a big drop-off just because what you mentioned, that Kenny Moore – In the grand scheme of the NFL landscape, he is one of the better nickel corners this game has. So there's going to be a drop-off. So I would assume right now if you had to play a game and he's not on here, it's probably LeMond's. Or you just just go with that depth where it's, all right, here's our 1-2 corner and we just throw our number 3 right out there and that's the way you play it. So it's going to be interesting to see if he is not back what they do because, as I mentioned at the top of this, I mean, we know how important that spot is in this Gus Bradley defense. So there's going to be a handful right. of questions you got to answer for and, sure. And,
0: Bill, it's so important because you're you're not playing base. You're playing sub-packages 70%, yeah, exactly. 80% of the time nowadays. Oh, yeah, those guys are going to have a lot of playing time and they're going to have a
2: lot on their plate. I mean, whoever's yeah. playing that position, I mean – not just as we talked about coverage, but also tackling. Also, you know what? You're going to have to bring some pressure sometimes. You're going to have to go after the quarterback sometimes. You're going to have to get there. You're going to have to make some reads. You're going to have to cover some big tight ends at times. So you're going to have a lot on your plate out there. So, you know, I think, as Casey mentioned, it's going to be a drop-off. If Kenny's not out there, there will be a drop-off. And it's going to be a learning curve for whoever's out there, especially a young guys out yeah. there. It's going to be a learning curve for them as well as the rest of the defense to get everyone lined up and then go play at 100 miles an hour and to make sure that you do your assignment out there in the football field.
0: And to put a bow on all of this, the Colts ranked 28th in the NFL last year in scoring defense, actually ranking 28th for the second straight year. They allowed 24.4 points per game last year. And to your point, Casey, they gave up 85 explosive pass plays. Those would be defined as catches of at least 16 yards. And... Uh, there were a lot of them there towards the end of the season. You know, you think about the Falcons game. You think about the uh, the Texans game in Week 18, you know, when all the marbles were on the line there, uh, kind of that win-and-you're-in situation uh, in the regular season finale, Casey. What would it mean for a, a defensive turnaround to retain your longest-tenured defensive player? And I use the word, or the words, defensive turnaround. It's not as if, like, everything needs to be just completely wiped off and you right. need new players in here. No, you just need to kind of, as you said, tweak some things. If Kenny Moore is a part of that, how how much faster is the, the efficiency in terms of being able to turn this defense from 28th to you know top 15, which is where they want to be?
1: I mean, if you think about how long Kenny Moore has been here, he's kind of seen all the ups and the downs of it. You know, He has been here when the defense has been a top 10 defense, and then he's been here when you've had these – up and down, more down than up. years. so there's a lot there when you talk about just what he brings from a leadership standpoint. I think all of those things can expedite it. Absolutely, yes. yeah. I mean that is that is one of those things that he can bring a yeah. lot of that. I mean these guys, you know, you talk to these guys in the locker room, and they all mention how important for Juju Brents and Jalen Jones, how important guys like Kenny Moore have been in their growth as just a rookie. So, it's one of those where. Financially, you can't you can't put a price tag on it. I like that you said that early on, and and that's what it is. It's it's an invaluable piece that adds to everything. Yeah.
2: I'll go back to what Casey said earlier. He um, talked about continuity, and you have continuity. If you bring a lot of these guys back, you know your your corners are coming back. Your Juju is your Jalen Jones, and your Dallas Flowers, and you have Kenny back there, and then you have the guys up front and the linebackers out there these guys can start off a lot faster in training camp yeah, and, get, yeah. and be ready to go. And I think that would do a lot for your defense. So you're starting off a lot faster. You're not kind of going through the baby steps. Hopefully everyone's healthy um, so they can go start training camp uh, being healthy. And then they can just take off from there. And hopefully they continue to grow and get better, yeah. um, especially the young guys. And then I think that will exponentially help the defense.
0: Yeah, fantastic capsule right there. Well done. That's everything you need to know on Kenny Moore the second and his free agency stock with the Colts on this episode of the Free Agency Preview Podcast. And like we said several times, you know, regardless of what happens here with Kenny Moore, he's been great for the Colts. Yes. Yes. Some great moments on the field, yes. highlights that will live on in Colts history. Well, <laughs> but more than that, a great man. And uh, Casey, always, always somebody you enjoy talking to. He's very insightful, very intelligent. Um, You just like being around Kenny Moore the second.
1: Absolutely. And it's one of those things, too, where there's a little uh, inside baseball, if you will. But if you walk down our hallway here, <laughs> right outside this door where we're recording this, we've got, you know, pictures of big plays throughout, you know, handful of years. I mean, you go way back and also a lot near where we are, it's a lot more recent. If you look at every one of those pictures, it seems like 23 is on a majority of those yep. pictures yeah. hanging in this hallway. So you know what impact he's had on the field and then also off the field. I mean, we see what he's done in the community and all of that. It all plays into it. Kenny Moore has been a great piece on the field and off the field for the Indianapolis Colts. For he sure.
2: he's just a good person. Yeah, good person, good heart, and like I said,
0: not only
1: Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Yes, yes, a yes, exactly, years ago. Yeah.
2: exactly. Not so much also what he does on the football field, but as mm-hmm. you mentioned, Casey, what he does off the football field, yeah. and he's just a good person. When you see him, he's always smiling. He always speaks to you. And you know, I'm just so happy for the young man as far as what he has done in the football field. And I wish the best for him in the future, no matter what happens this off season.
0: Absolutely. All right. That conversation was great, but here's what I really need to know gentlemen, because we're in the off season. We got this weird limbo time. The super bowl is over. Football is gone. The combines coming up. The, uh, the draft is coming up, but we're in this weird time where I need something. <laughs> I need to be. I need to be entertained oh, somehow, yeah. some way. So in about one minute's time here, give oh, me goodness. something, Casey, that is uh, worthy of being <laughs> binge watched, like on a Friday, oh, Saturday when football is no longer a viewing option here for all of us. Okay,
1: so I have turned to. I think it's called Masters in the Air. Uh, it's on Apple TV. It's like you know, following the the pilots in World War II. So that's kind of been cool that I've watched. New New episode comes out every Friday, but then I'm on Netflix binging whatever I can find. I'm the same way. I mean, you know, college basketball is there, but I'm not it's as wallpaper. dialed in it's yet. It's like wallpaper. Right. It's on, but so, you know. uh, You're right. If you find something, please let me know too. Well, this is I'm, yeah. I'm watching Suits on Netflix. Uh, I, I, I finished suits. So finish suits. I finished yeah. Suits. I'm in like season three of that. So and I saw yeah. some commercials on the Super Bowl. Keep an eye Fenty. on Donna. Keep okay. an eye on Donna and suits. Oh. Just keep. <laughs> all that, right. That's my advice. Just
0: keep an eye on Donna. Okay. All right. right? I like it. I'm not watching anything right now. You guys got to give me something to watch. Cause I'm 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 lost. Bills yeah. out. I'm lost. Yeah, if you're listening to this on social media at Maytay Colts Casey, yeah. you know where are you at, at over there? At C Valier Colts. All Couls. right. Hit yeah. us up on Twitter. Give us some uh, some ideas here because this is what happens. I go seven months without watching TV. Load up all the suggestions <laughs> and then I play catch up a little bit. So yeah. Breaking Bad. Heard oh, that great. Heard, heard that was uh, great. How about The Sopranos? I live behind Breaking Bad for sure,
1: but like I, I got to it like 10 years after it started as well. Yeah. Oh, so. man. Yeah. So I, here, got lot, yeah, I got a lot of catch up to do. I got a lot of catch up to do. The DVR kind of loads up between
0: August and, and January. Then you have to pick your poison on, on what you want to spend your time uh, binge watching right there. All right, coming up later this week, our previews, too, of Julian Blackman and Grover Stewart some uh, important pieces up front and also in the secondary are up for new contracts here with the Colts. So how should the Colts feel about them? We'll discuss all of that in depth later on this week on our free agency previews as they continue. For Casey Vallier, Bill Brooks, I'm Matt Taylor. We'll talk to you later this week right here on the Colts Audio Network. So long.